0: Godlanders on the ATR Podcast from atradersroad.com. It's a journey, not a destination. T minus 20 seconds. Discussions on trading, investing, education, psychology, money management, rants. Welcome to another episode of the ATR Cast. Home of the No Rules, no trade. T minus 5 seconds. Are you ready for action? The ATR Podcast starts now. Alright guys, this will be the um, first attempt on a podcast for Traders Road. Um, We're on July 10th, 2018, and I'm actually on the way to the beach with my kids. So, they'll be listening in, hanging out. But, um had some thoughts since I'm disconnected from the markets today and thought I'd share them with you about the way trading is and investing and kind of the future of a trader's road, what I'm looking at. For those of you that don't know, they're not with me consistently. Um, So starting July 1st with my normal crew of people that are listening to me, I let them know that these next six months are going to be about what I call no rules, no trade. You don't have rules you don't trade you don't have a system in place that you can quantify and they don't mean necessarily mathematically then you have no business creating the ability to involve yourself into trading or investing of any kind you don't want to get sucked into that what you will find as a trader is that um, I think for most people whether you trade or invest once you, once you become logical about what you're doing, it reinforces the loop. Um, I remember hearing Tony Robbins have a discussion one time. <clears throat> so take your right hand and the finger next to your thumb, right, your pointer finger, as they call it, just pull it down tight, now extend it up, pull it down, stick it out, pull it back, right, and do little exercises, right, like little push-ups with them. What I find humorous about that is, it seems trivial. But when you're doing that, you're creating a synaptic um, relationship in your brain. And the more you do that, it becomes almost automatic. Well, for those of you who went through ATR College if you haven't been, it's no big deal. That's a course I did years ago. I think it's over 40 hours of material. It's very deep, very deep, very involved. It's an immersion course, if you will. It submerges you pretty much into very specific content and context and uses. And there's some extreme value in that information, if you ask me. And um, so there's a concept at the very tail end. It's kind of the best for last. It's called drop and drag. And drop and drag is this tool. That you literally lay on the chart is so it's as intuitive as using an app just like I'm using right now to do this recording as I'm driving to the Gulf Coast um, it's that intuitive and so it wasn't hard there's some bells and whistles and we've made some improvements since and it basically comes a trade management tool you basically say hey this is where I want to get in this is where I'm gonna get off I'm wrong and these are levels I want to trade to <clears throat> and there's a whole logic behind it um, I think for most people this is one of missing links in their trading. You um, can't prove that, but my experience with other traders and investors tends to prove me correct on this. Um, there's a lot of traders in my lifetime that I really feel if they were prepping to this tool ten years ago would still be trading today and, and knocking it out of the park. Um, So I'm going to make this next six months, if you will, to so return the calendar to the new year 2019. A lot about analysis, correct analysis, using the right tools the right way, having the right mindset. And I think for a lot of traders, it's just one of the things that's missing. And it's not just in my opinion, it is based off of facts of dealing with traders for the better part of, I don't know, 15, 18 years in the public domain, 18 years I in the public domain now. And seeing where they struggle. Another thing, I usually get chastised and criticized for this, and then you have traders you've worked with for 15 straight years and have purchased basically everything you've ever done, who now trade full-time or invest full-time, they're able to do things with their lifestyle they want to do when they want to do it. Um, and there's different styles of trading not one-size-fits-all like, well, You just tell me what you were doing I could do it too and I've tried that in the past it doesn't work I put people in front of what I consider holy grails that literally systems that can generate potentially 30 to 60 points in a month and they couldn't do them there's always the excuses one um, I'm not an excuse maker um, I will deal with what is realistic when there are problems guys and I will accept those but what I have to learn is most people are busy trying to find all the reasons that something will or won't work usually why it won't work and then re-engineer it and not do it I've got people that I've worked with over the years who um, absolutely refuse to um, want their information out to everyone else to use they're scared they'll lose the edge and there's there can be some truth to that but Based off the research I've looked at, what I have come to experience is something more of this. I could give you a holy grail, and seriously don't believe for a minute nine out of a hundred of you, or nine out of a thousand of you, would actually follow through with it. Or if you did, you'd do it for, let's just say, 15 minutes. It doesn't work, and you'd punt and run. Um, me personally, if you don't know my story, I'm not going to get into it now, I'll do it another Another podcast but um, I spent one year running two systems simultaneously um, to prove a point was I had somebody else I utilized for the analysis to take Scott out of it <clears throat> somebody that's a really solid world class trader I used their picks I read modified it for an entry system that was basically black and white, if you will, um, very rules-based, okay, and then the trail and scale and exit methodology was also very mechanical, and the logic behind this, guys, was rather simple. If I could build something that was methodical and mechanical, then, so I didn't produce, quote, picks, right, for people, and I was like, Okay, or they didn't want to deal with me, but they just want something from me that will allow them to execute the solution to the trade problems. So what I do, I would say, here, subscribe to this person. I get nothing from them for it. Here's the rules of the system uh, to get to enter and to get out. And it's common stuff that most people could at least get on most platforms, and then execute accordingly. And what I found was the excuses come more again and maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you're one of those that just seems to believe there's all the reasons you can't do this or make it happen. Um, I've seen traders who correctly analyze charts but can't pull the trigger. I've seen ones who can't get out of their own way once they're in the trade. They've got to instantly get the gratification, they got to pull the trigger and get out. And yet they miss 80 90% of. The upside they're supposed to get. I've worked with traders like that. It's it's painful to watch. Great analytics, but they can't they can't execute. Um, I have dealt with traders who wanted to pound their chest with a bunch of testosterone and drive like they were he man, she man, or whatever, and think they can just go out and wheel and deal, do leverage the whole account. Make a ton of money. I'd rather I want luck to be a part of what you do because it's just naturally going to happen. But there is skill that comes with this versus just a knowledge base of, hey, I know what I'm doing here. You may, but there's still a certain amount of skill into it that's going to show up based on your ability to analyze correctly. The point behind that little segment right there is to tell you this I have witnessed too many times where traders say, well, for example, you've always stated, Scott, that a flag pattern is a very successful pattern of flag pattern as you look it up on the internet, or you can ask me and I'll send you screenshots of them. That the flag pattern is a pole, right, like a flagpole. Price runs up, for say a few bars up, and it pulls back a little bit, right, Third of the, about a third of the move. It looks like a little pennant, like you see for football pennants, or just basically like a draping flag. And, um, the interesting thing about it is that if you just study Bukowski and um, his books, you'll see this is one of the most successful patterns there is um, on a percent win basis. And people always run with the percent win. I think that's overrated. And I think the proof of that shows up when you look at the biggest hedge funds in the world. Do not win 80% of the time, by the way, in case you haven't done your statistical or homework. But um, I get intrigued by it because I'll have traders that will quote trade a bull flag and they can't figure out the fact they're in a bear trend trying to play a, trade the bull flag maybe that's you but it's okay there's ways to correct that problem so I'm giving you examples of scenarios and situations that are playing out for people and then I'm trying to give you the following which is this the next six months that I'm in on right now are going to be super focused on teaching people how to correctly read, interpret, analyze visual and technical indicators. If you can't do that, why are you risking your money? Why are you doing it? Why are you taking 30,000, 100,000, or a few million of of your own cash, half a million, and putting it in play in the market if you do know what you're doing. Um, I've told the story before. That's been some time ago um, when this happened, so the exact number escapes me right now. But I want to say it was around, forgive me, I'm probably off on this, 20 million. and um, It was somebody local um, where I live. Older than me by at least twice my age at that point in time. Very successful, highly successful um, um, professional career um, attorney. And wound up trying to take a huge settlement. I think it was 20 million. That was his take after tax, whatever. Put 20 million in the market. Thought he was going to knock it apart like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? lost every bit of it and turn around to go back to being a professional attorney already a good attorney but this class actually see literally it, 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 at some point guys when you've gone from twenty down to, to five million take your five million go draw your pennies just get a five percent return on it and be done if you can't do it fifteen million how are you gonna do it with five it's just there's a psychology and I've touched on this before one of the areas I tend to get ripped on quite a bit is that I spend more time on psychology because to me this is where I see most traders, 9% of traders fail 9% of their failure is not their system and people argue with me all the time but then I have traders who are successful who understand that psychology is the most critical part long time friend people I've worked with told me years ago is that 6 to 8 inches between your your ears, right, so speak, between your temples. <laughs> that um where most people tend to have success or failure. Um, and it's not just true guys a little road noise. It's not just true with um, trading or investing. It's true with professional sports. I'll never forget I was taking psychology in college and we opened up the psych book and going through it there's this chapter and it talks about belief systems and um, things of that nature as far as just the psychology of, you know, uh, superstitions and I got super tickled by it because the picture of this professional baseball team and everybody on the baseball team literally is in the dugout, if they're not at bat, their hats turn around a certain way all identical, like that's going to make a difference. Psychologically, I guess it could, but there's a reason they talk about mind ever matter. Um, I've grown up hearing that my whole life. I tend to subscribe to belief. I tend to think that you can, I don't know, will it, but I know this, if you don't believe it, it won't happen. And there's a lot of research that continues to point in the direction of your belief systems and what you believe. You tend to draw to you, um, just like positive and negative um, concepts, so if you believe you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're probably going to fail. If you believe you're successful, you're probably be successful. I tend to go for the, I believe me, successful routine. That's me. Um, and I can make most things happen. In fact, there's not much in this world I can't make happen that I really want put my mind to. And I think that's true for a lot of people in the world. hope um, office has come through loud and clear. Um, I'm on the road, like I said, driving Go coast of my kids right now. So. Um, so, that's our first 15 minutes. I'm going to transition to a different area now. Um, my desire this year, these next six months, six, out of five and a half months now, technically pretty much, is to help you guys figure out what to look at what to study, how to focus, methodical, um, mechanical approaches. Bear with me, guys, a little road noise. Bear with me, guys. So with these podcasts, they'll always be very, very, very realistic with me thoughts that I see, um, but I will spend time on psychology. Um, as much as I'm going to hammer about technicals and visual analysis for at least the next six months, I will find time to discuss the psychology because it's kind of a big deal if you're going to have success in the marketplace. Um, one of the things I am consistent by is a lack of appreciation for what technical and visual analysis can do. Um, there's a concept that I taught years ago. Put together a whole course on this. It's not even on the website currently, it's from another place I used to to congregate with. And it's called J and J. Um, it's actually calendar ranges, but there's specific time for January and July. Just Charts Classroom, I had this conversation this week when we turned July 1, and said, hey guys, don't forget the J&J range and people that have been through it before with me who've seen the training understand what that means. And basically, guys, it's real simple. The first 10 trading days, not the first not the first two weeks of the new year or of July, it's the first actual 10 trading days. Okay, There's a big difference because like July 4th, you've got to go to the 16th to get to the 10th the day. Um, people beg to differ with me and say it doesn't make a difference I, you know, my experience proves otherwise I guess I'd say um, so but it's that if everything else, a little bit of traffic, um, it's that first 10 trading days, wow, that's amazing. Sorry, guys, state troopers behind this car, two ladies, um, flat tire, he's helping fix it. For all the criticism of our police force in the world, it's, you rarely see that happen anymore, it seems like, sadly. But um, that's pretty cool to see. Um, that's actually really cool to see. Um, they always say to protect and serve. So that's impressive to see, hats off to those guys. Um, Anyway, um, just my thought. So, let me come in like this. If your focus, if I can, if I can hammer one thing from this podcast out to you guys, your focus needs to be that you're going to use a specific set of rules and a very specific format. What you will get is a chrism to take between the psychology and everything else is that once you establish rules in place what you will find is an appreciation that rules create freedom um, if you talk to anyone realistically in the fitness industry, okay, I'm not shifting gears here really, I'm just giving you a comparison if they're in the fitness industry and they are fit and trim and of whatever the correct term is now, ripped. If they are, if they are that way, there's a reason for it. They are regimented. They are disciplined. They are convicted by what they do. No difference. My has a very strong spiritual belief system. And I think what I find humorous about it is, they'll tell you they got the success and results how, by sitting in front of the TV eating a bag of potato chips, or by getting to the gym this isn't rocket science to figure these two things out, guys. I think y'all know that. Um, It's really not. Um, It's the discipline that creates the freedom. And most people, my experience, especially with the traders, especially the day traders, their remark would be, all you want to do is restrict me you don't want to let me do what I'm supposed to do, you just, and all the excuses, once again, that's a term, keep it, all the excuses of why something won't work, or you won't let me do this, therefore it makes my life more difficult as a traitor, it's bogus, it's not true, I think anybody honest to God gets that, and understands it, but my frustration in that conversation is, it is through discipline that freedom is created, okay, a lot of people have religious issues with... Christianity, because it supposedly restricts them. At the end of the day, freedom comes through discipline. Talk to me in the fitness industry that's truly achieved it, and they'll tell you is that discipline bashing us in your head for a second, because it's going to matter. These will be common themes you will hear from me the rest of my life, because the traders I have that have success, when I've seen them pull off a 30% return in a month, not because of me, I'm just a conduit, I'm just a, a, a of mouthpiece somewhere who can show you things audibly and visually. But it it troubles me when I know I have a newbie who has no clue about the market, and they say, yeah, I'm a gunslinger, I just shoot from the hip, and I just make it work. Yeah, And I have yet to find one of those who is actually still trading viably years later. I just don't see it. Um, I'm reminded of the whole mentality about gamblers, the gambler's mentality. Right, And if you study gamblers, true professional gamblers have a system. They're actually not gambling. Me going to Vegas or me going to Biloxi or whatever, an Indian reservation for the gambling, I'm going to gamble because I have no system, I have no game. I'm going to be an idiot and play slots, which is losers, right, slots are for losers. I'm just, I, I, I'd rather take my risk in other ways, spend it in other ways. You know, maybe 21 at some point, I would try it, but I just, I've been to the casinos once in my entire life, and um, it didn't turn out very well. I didn't make, I lost everything pretty much, and it was only like $25, but it was just, it's just one of those things. I don't subscribe to that systematic approach, and I'm not a professional gambler, so I'm never going to develop a system, and I don't have the desire to. Um, I got a friend of mine who is a professional gambler, and we've had this conversation. People professionally Gamble are going to have systems, they're gonna have approaches, they're gonna have a, a running system format they're gonna do. Um, the cool thing with this podcast format, by the way, is they talk to you about all these loose ends that I normally reserve into, mixed into certain classes and courses, and that'll still show up in those. But these are these little pep talks to kinda of keep you guys focused on different areas, and they're usually the common areas where people tend to struggle most. And that's probably the frustrating part for me. Um, The cool part is I eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff. It's good. And so having conversations about trader issues, recording it, it's it's like second nature because I talk about people all the time. Um, Don't let your own head game get in the way of your future success. I've already heard the whole commentary to me in the past few weeks about the robots are taking over and it's the end of the world. You know what? They could have said that when we went from, you know, a true um, auctioneer system on the floor of the nice um, to, you know, an all-electronic format with the the NASDAQ and the keys. Um, I'm not... I'm just not that person that subscribes to this. Every time that I've ever seen technology do what it's going to do, it creates other vacuums. It creates opportunities to hedge, um, to arbitrage, if you will. Um, so we're going to continue to we're going to continue to find ways to make money no matter what what they send. And I go back to when there's robots until the until the artificial intelligence gets to such an excessive level, guys that the world shuts down from it and we're no longer humans, we're all cyborgs or whatever we're gonna be. I'm just there's ample time for everybody listening right now, whether it's my kids in the car or whether it's you at home listening to this or on the road, listening to this podcast, to um make this happen. So let's not get too off in the woods, deep in the woods, um on stuff like that. Um With the J&J, the whole January-July range, don't bite this for a second. When I may mention this in the Just Charts classroom in J- July, the interesting part about it was, I said, hey guys, we're about to start this range. We can either go up or down from here. We may consolidate and then break out. But it creates a range in the first 10 days. And I haven't looked at the markets. I saw the markets this morning. We were gapping up about, I don't know, half percent, if that held before we left to drive to the Gulf. But I didn't spend any time with the market this morning because I'm on vacation. And but the past whatever we are, days ten, first six, seven days, six days, no, right, six days. I have to go back and look. Whatever it's been past week or so, basically you were either basing or reversing, going higher. And now we've got momentum. And the funny thing is I see people every year, I can't believe look at the beginning of July, man, the market just seen, you know, or in January, I can't believe the market rips up, doesn't always do it. But I got a friend of mine who runs a, um, a professional model um, for investing, and, you know, so to speak, and it said, hey, get short the market. You're either neutral or short. Guess what? Since then, the market's going to go by higher. Now, they say, oh, well, then their system is, and their system's not bad, their system has served them well, it does fine. But the thing is, it's going to force them, if they weren't long, to have to get long or wait until it gets a long signal. And by that point in time, because of where we are now, if it was my model, the exceptions I would look at would be January and July, knowing the seasonality effect that goes with this. In the Just Charts classroom, I literally had this conversation. And I even talked once that I could probably run a model. It says to be short. When I look at everything I'm doing in real time, be it in a day or in the real time, and I'm saying that, marking it out, tells me that we're trying to attempt to to leg up or go higher and we've done just that and it's not a little bit guys you had a couple of days where your you know one-plus percent movers and the major indices and we we're just kind of going vertical and it becomes unsustainable at some point but it is happening this way so let's let's not ignore you know the obvious when it's being put right in front of our face and somebody could sit there and say well their models wrong is it is the model truly wrong? I don't think so. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, what I'd rather tell you is that they're trading with rules, and they're going to follow it because they know if they do, it's going to have success. So now I'm going to go back to one of the conversation we got cut off on about the state trooper. When I was running this concept on using. Um, other traders' systems—I say systems—their picks, and then putting rules around it. This is the same one. You know me for a long time. You've heard this. You haven't. No big deal. But this is did about 150 points over 12 months. That's pretty good, I guess. Um, you can divide it over 12, and it's just over—you know—about 12 points a month average. It never went negative from the time it started, but it went through a lull for May, June, you know, June, July, August. June, July, August, for 90 straight days, I had an anomaly happen. I did not have a single winning month. Not a single winning month. I had times where there 10 or 12 trades that literally consistently got stopped out. Didn't make a dime. In fact, of probably, let's just say there were, I don't know, 50 trades in that time frame. I'm just throwing a number out because I am from the statistics right now specifically on what numbers for each month. You drew down, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of I'm trying to think if it was 60 or 90 points. It doesn't matter. It drew down hard. For three straight months you couldn't win. Now imagine you started that system June 1st. Could you afford to handle the drawdowns? Here's the kicker. The system over 12 straight months consistently running two different ways of systems with it just to give question. You know, they both ended up both making money. At one point there was like a 30 point divergence between these two systems when it's all drilled in and dialed in that diversion came within six or seven points at the end of the 12 month run using the exact same picks to enter and the logic to enter but to get in and out of the trades was a little variation One was the longer term it was a little shorter term at the end of the day it's not like it's a big deal and so I get tickled by it because it was like, well I can't do that, I can't have that kind of drawdown okay maybe you can't, I don't know what you can can't stomach but you better know it before you get into it because here's this incredible in my view here's this incredible system that has incredible power to sit there and be a very someone else is telling you what stocks to buy and I'm giving you a tool to how to, to manage the trade okay you're paying them subscription to, to get the information month to month and you're buying something one time and this is not a pitch this is just a fact to sit there and learn something and follow the rules and see it generate profit Okay, there's me, losers. The, the I guess the kicker to me was seeing this and then knowing that... Um, sorry, guys, I've been some rain. The frustration... we got some heavy rain. I'll be with me a second. I'm driving. Um, knowing that I'm giving people what I consider a, a potential grail-type system, and they can't follow through with it. And there's all the excuses. "Why? well, I can't handle that drawdown. Oh, I can't afford to take all these picks. I can't afford this. I can't do that. Maybe they're legit. I'm not saying they're illegit. I'm just saying maybe they are realistic. But at some point, you've got to be willing to, to execute on things and I think all too often what I find with traders is they make all the excuses and logics as to why they can't do something versus all the reasons they can't and I think it's human nature we see a lot of this um, years ago I put a challenge out and It was called the one thing I just want you to pick one thing over the weekend to do it was a Friday afternoon session I assigned homework to my students <coughs> and. I asked the question, I said, I, I, I had a, probably about 30 people, 40 people in the room, I said, hey guys, what's that one thing you haven't accomplished with your house that needs to be done? What's that one thing on the honey-do list you haven't gotten to? And you get all the laughs and chuckles, and there's this long to do list of stuff that hasn't been done. And so I challenged people, I had about five people actually accept the challenge. And then I had a bunch of people come with all the excuses of why they couldn't get to it over that weekend. And that's fine, but it of so the people were not trading anymore. In fact, I don't know any of are that did do it. The ones that I saw do this are actually still trading, in, not in all cases, but in more than not. And so I got this big thank you shout out. I said, okay, who did the homework? You get people who basically don't raise their hand in and, and the virtual classroom. And I get tickled by it. Um, as one couple. I'll never forget it. And they said, Scott, we really appreciate the challenge. I so said, what do you mean? They said, well you ask what's well, that one thing we haven't done we should have done and we keep finding all the reasons excuses not to. You say, Scott, but you're trying to teach us trading and analysis and execution. I'm also trying to teach you psychology. And the psychology was to see who would actually follow through and do something. I mean this is this 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 exercise they did guys was nothing more than to clean up this one closet in their house that they had both found every excuse in the book not to do. They tackled it and you could feel You could tell by the whole conversation and text what a relief it was that I forced to do. But it was a psychology test. It wasn't a trading test. But you, you as humans, are a reflection of your actions and what you say versus what you do. We all are, including me. So if I tell my kids, hey, we're going to the Gulf Coast, then I got news for you. We're going to the Gulf Coast. If I tell kids that, hey, we're going to eat at this you know, restaurant called Ragtime out know, towards uh, Pelham, Alabama, you know, they'll be like, hey, that's great. They love the food there. They have great food. It's a unique place and the whole nine yards. Um, it's got a little of fame to its own with the different rock bands that come through there and everything else. And they're big football fans in Southeast U.S., if you don't know that, football is a big deal. Um, in fact that points in time, you'll hear me talk about Nick Saban. Yes, I'm an Alabama fan, but it's that since Bear Bryant was there when I was a kid, so given my age, um, grew up that way. My kids are Alabama fans, thank God. Um, it has nothing to do with Nick Saban and jumping on who's hot right now. But I'll tell you this, if you would spend some time Googling Nick Saban and some of his speeches, I have often reflected or commented upon his stuff because he is legit Skip whether it's legendary status or whatever, the guy is accomplishing what few others in history have ever done. The John Woodens of the world, right? You're you're in a unique situation, especially in football. And um, I'm glad he's a part of University Alabama. I, I, I think he's a great fit for him. I think he's proved out. Man's just brilliant in every respect. But even the most brilliant people, the Warren Buffets, still have losing trades. Even the Nick Sabans world have losing games. You can't control everything, and you've got to stop trying to control everything. If I could invite you to open your mind up to that and be a little more receptive of it, I think it's a really big deal. Um, I don't know, you know, everybody's different on how their mindset is. Um, quit pushing back. Um, one of the things that will have these podcasts down the road is I will um, eventually do with it so you know um, with other traders and even people who are struggling and have some conversation with them and if you happen to be one of those it's up for that you let me know at some point and we'll pick each other's brain we won't be using charts and all that it be just a psychology question much like a radio interview if you will um, or you know like a Charlie Rose kind of thing whatever you want to call it but the point of this is to give me an outlet to funnel through to you guys so to speak areas in my mind that I see consistently happen to people. You know, I know right now I've got a trader who's just in, just like, I can't believe, you know, you taught about J&J, you've taught us for years, and I bought the course years ago, and in fact, you can't go buy it right now if you wanted to, it doesn't even exist to buy it. It's kind of funny, and yet the concept has so much value to it. I've had, um... a lot of people look at it and just, just disbelieve, just like, I can't believe this works. It's not some standalone system. But if you were in the markets right now and you're trying to figure out whether you should buy something long or short, well going into holidays, if you don't know this, you always buy alongside the long side in the holidays. Statistically speaking the numbers are quite impressive. In fact, there's concepts that you literally buy going into the holiday and um, you sell after the holiday. Again, I'd be mindful of where seasonality is. Where are we on the calendar? Um, I will talk about calendar ranges again and again, but i also talk about the seasonality effect of where we are in the calendar. And I don't mean, hey, you bought this software that tells you seasonally, this is what's gonna happen with this stock, it's this what normally happens. That may be true, but in case you haven't noticed, I'm not gonna trust that seasonality with Apple, because if you go back over the past 15, 20 years and you look at Apple, and you look at what happened with that stock, you'll see this huge base after, you know, they almost lost everything they had before Steve Jobs came back and then you see this huge recovery. I don't trust seasonality going back that long. So I'm not a seasonality trader, but seasonality in my world is not let me analyze the charts and see what must happen. It is to look at the broader spectrum of how are the masses acting. So here's a question for you. And we'll use the podcast, to, I'll use this to ask questions as well. But here's a great question. Um, you know, when you think of December, right, you think of probably Christmas or Hanukkah or some holiday, right, what else do you know on the trading markets? Well, it's the end of the year. Okay, well, do you realize in the final two weeks of the year what's actually going on in the marketplace? If you don't answer that question, don't sweat it, we'll come back to it. Okay, another point. Um, Do you realize that we are in the off-season the market, right? There are, so if you tend to travel, you know this better than me. But you know there are peak seasons and off-seasons. I tend to take advantage of the off-season in the mountains um, of the Smokies every year. People like to go ski, they're there, but other than that, it's not like it is right now. We're just wall-to-wall people, kind of like it's the beach. Everybody has what they like to do. I tend to spend my summer um, when I can do this. love to go to the gulf, love to go to the mountains. My favorite time of the mountains is usually in fall and dead winter. Um, bear with me, guys. And so, in my head, I know that there are peak times. There's peak times in trading the market first 30 minutes has a lot to do with that, right? That's called that opening range time. That's when the pros are coming in, everybody's balancing out, we're absorbing the news, whether it's macro news or micro news or specific news to that market or whatever. Um, a catalyst, if you will. And so because of seasonality, because of off season, peak season, right now it's summertime study history about the markets and the seasonality factor to it, and I talking about the masses, do you think that the pros are actually trading right now? I'm not saying they're not, but do you think they're as interested in the markets right now as they would be, um, say, come after Labor Day, right, as we head into the fall? And then there's the fact that statistically speaking there are crashes that happen September. October. In fact, September statistically is worse um, than October, but October usually gets the the, the end result of what's set up. I'll be right back on a second. So I I'm always tickled by the fact that people miss the obvious stuff. And then they're trying to make some sort of trade decisions about what's going to happen next, but they're not equipped for it, and that's the frustrating part. Yo, hang on one second. So it's it cracks me up that people do this and they're trading real money and they're putting 30, 50,000, 100,000, millions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars in the marketplace and they ignore the obvious and it it could be because they don't know any better and I get that they haven't been exposed to, to the knowledge of it but today you can google so much stuff and learn so quickly um, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to You know, figure things out um, if you can is Truly beyond my comprehension, but I see it quite often with traders and investors. And, um, it frustrates me. So let's be mindful of things like this. And these are areas I can help you with. All you do is just ask me. Um, going back to the collaboration, the questions, guys, there will be times where we'll, I'll be glad to do the one on one with the trader. It's hard to do more than one, um, but it can be done but we'll do some things like that and pick my brain, pick your brain, and try to help you get figured out with what it is you really want to accomplish. Um, I think for most people, when we talk about the no rules, no trade, and having an analytical system, I think going to be helpful for you is to define what your system is supposed to look like. And you I have no idea, well, are you a trend trader? Are you a momentum trader? Are you going to play overbought, oversold conditions and try to play reversals? Do you know where to look for um, issues in the marketplace? Do you understand looking left? Do you understand what congestion? Do you understand black holes and vapor zones? Um, do you understand why a death cross and a bull cross, oh sorry, a golden cross and a death cross? You know, basic terms. But realize the masses they even invest and I don't mean you put your money in a 401k and you have a little technical clue about the markets I've seen what we have in this world people that use and some of use uses so hundred years ago it's not funny um, not literally but might as well be But realize guys I started at age 13 you're talking basically um, 82 83 um, analyzing markets reading the Wall Street Journal every morning a full service broker when literally, you know, I'm old enough to account, open up an IRA as a teen. Um, things are not supposed to happen, but to make them happen. Um, started trading bonds as a kid, moved into equities and options. Um, I don't trade bonds anymore. Um, you know, I've had the ex- different experiences, different levels. I've done covered calls. I'm mostly, you know, straightened down calls and puts, cover calls are still fine if you want to play that um, for cash flow. Um, you know, I've spent my career, you know, we'll spend those last few minutes on this, then we'll move on to let you guys have a break from me. But I've spent my career figuring out how not to do it. And things that work and things that don't. I'm actually going to put out content in that regard um, that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it's going to catch you off guard. It's completely opposite what you would think, and yet probably one of the most valuable courses. In fact, one of the most consistent requested things I get asked to do is to please go back to doing live in the market. Trading as a profession, even investing, as what you do, is a lonely profession you exercise your mind, body, physically, mentally, and spiritually, and otherwise, um, you need to have a balance in your life, because if not, the market will exploit that weakness in you, psychologically speaking, you see it all the time, um, you need to make certain you can get that balance, but um, with me saying that, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to make this work. And if we do, I'm in trouble. Because I'm not one. And I don't tend to become one or pretend to play one on TV with you guys. So, let's try to get, let's call it this way for the next few minutes, Let's, let's try to get you focused on you this year. What do you have in your system? What don't you have? Define who you are as a trader. Well, I don't know. Um, do you like doing things quick? I just want to make money. Here's a dollar, go away. Right? Um, I need you to define you as a trader what you're comfortable doing, what you're not comfortable doing, what stresses you out as a trader, what are you great at as a trader? Are you good at execution? Are you good at analysis? Are you horrible at the analysis? Are you horrible at reading price? Do you not understand what volume does to our chart? Do you understand the component of time? Time, what's time? Well, it's a thing you're spending with me right now, listening your precious time, and I'm very respectful of that, and I appreciate you listening in. Um, You're gonna eventually have to answer questions um, for yourself. I can sit here and point you in directions, and I've done it numerous times with traders of years, where I have a trader currently right now, no lie, who has shown great potential, great success, and yet they struggle psychologically. Every time their system gets out of whack, it is not their system; it is their what's between their ear system. So I'll take the beatings and the bashings only to have the people I know that are still trading fifteen plus years later who started me forever ago and have success and have the accounts, you know, and live a certain lifestyle with it. But they'll tell you flat out that, that was critical to their success. Um, I love the podcast forum. I think it's a great addition. Um, I will tell you that there's going to be of this type of stuff coming in different mediums. Um, I haven't made all the decisions on the medium we be using, but I can tell you it's going to be quite wide um, and far-reaching. So, uh, for those that don't know me, I'll give you my background story in the podcast at some point, but I'm more interested in this being about you, not about me, but it probably helped have some context about who you're listening to, and why you're listening to me, and where I've come from but I'll remind you I have made all the mistakes you have made probably in a whole lot worse Um, people always want to see the positive I I tend to try to learn from the negatives because that's where the lessons come from the lessons are learned from the losses not the wins usually and that's true in life that's not just true with the markets so let's keep let's keep that in the back of our head I don't think it's hard to do that I um, know we're starting to run short on time here, so I'll try to wrap this up. Um, this is the first podcast for Traders Road. You can find it at TradersRoad.com if you're interested. Um, and people always want to know more about me. I will share with that over time. You can always check out the website. Um, this is, you know, one of the ways I want to try to help give back and ideally try to help you and serve you if I can, if you want me to. Um, happy to do it. Um my known me a long time, you've heard this before, and this is something I've said for well over 15 years. Um, I do believe in giving back. My pastor, um, who I was baptized under and saved under, um, I always talked about, agents have a gift from God. And you should not only tie 10%, but give back 10% of your time to other things that you have skills. Of. If you're an accountant, help others out. Right? I have no problem. Whether it's me or anybody else making money, we've all got to make money. We've got to pay bills. We've got to pay for, you know, what I do to make this site run. And I have spent literally—well, I'm 48. Take 13 away from that. You do the math. Um, long time doing this now. And I have a slight clue. Um, one of my best friends will tell you that I have forgotten more about trading than most people know. That's his quote about me. It's not mine. I find it laughable, but um, I am super intent on helping you guys. I just need you to, you know, take heed, listen, and work through the challenges that inevitably come with this stuff. So, um, if I can help, you're always welcome to reach out and get me. Um, It's Scott S C O T T at a Traders Road T R A D E R E S dot Um If you want to get a hold of me you can always find it through the website as well at a com. I'm not hard to get a hold of um, My phone number's on there as well You're always welcome to uh, text me or whatever I'll do my best to respond as I can um, Anyway I hope this first podcast has been somewhat useful I know it's a uh, a little bizarre because I am literally driving um, to the coast, which for me is about a five-hour journey. And, um, my 10 and 14-year-old are in the car, and my son's about turning 15 in about a week. So I'm pretty excited about that. So It's a little bit about my family, but um, you'll hear bits and pieces about my family, but kind of tend to keep them out of the limelight. Um, right now, my eight-year-old's smiling at me, though. Um, if I can be of help, let me know. I will try to have podcasts uh, ideally once a week. Um, they'll range in time, vary depending on what's going on, some of be short snippets. Um, there's a lot, though, I'll tell you this and I'll wrap in wrap rep on these next two to three minutes. Um, a trader's road, I've always viewed as a niche-type player. Um, I no longer see it that way. I see with the tools and the logic and the things I'm able to do for other people by them allowing me to have conversations with them. Um, I feel like there's opportunity to help others, and I want to do that. Um, so, if you're one that needs help, I will figure out how I can do that, hopefully. And um, we'll do that. But that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, my name's Scott. I can help you out I'm trying to figure out how to get you from point A to point B as a trader, from point A to point Z, we'll do it. Realize that I am a visual and technical analysis kind of guy. I am not a um, numeric number cruncher data guy. I'm not gonna look at the fundamentals of the company. Fundamentals tend to lag, are way too far behind by the time the damage is done, especially if you got in at the wrong time. Um, technical, technical analysis does work and that's what matters, so, um, and there's ways for you to utilize it, or if you're a um, person that does fundamental analysis, there's a way to utilize that information, okay, um, with the technicals. So, like I said, it's been a pleasure, I've enjoyed this, Um, take care, we'll talk soon.